Hello there, this is Benjamin Haynes with another podcast, the second one of Chronicles of a First Time Dungeon Master. I apologize for it taking so long. It's been uh, over a month. Uh, Well, you know, life. But um, let's get straight to it, shall we? So last time we were uh, looking at the heroes in the shop. Um, uh, Dawnstar Goods. So we expanded it a little bit more. Um, Poppy purchased a hot weather outfit, tent, bedroll, blanket, ink pen, and uh, parchment. Um, she was convinced that, you know, if they find themselves uh, in need of designing directions in a dungeon or uh, just essentially trying not to get lost might be a good thing to uh, find their way out using a map so um, I also purchased two sacks in case there's a need of uh, carrying loot back uh, a dagger and here's something interesting Um, there is a special cat with Poppy and there is a um, silver cat necklace um, that can switch the logo of the guild because everyone has to have a guild symbol. Um, this can either be a good thing or a bad thing depending on the area of town and what region they are in. Uh, but all Poppy has to do is mutter here kitty kitty and through spellcraft the necklace will change into the uh, user's choice now of course I'll have them roll a success or fail to determine if it actually works or not Um, but I thought that was actually a cool little way to make things a little bit interesting Um, Poppy also purchased a shaman's kit as well um Gaius finished up his shopping uh practical things for a Roman soldier uh tent soap fish hook fishing pole firewood uh bedroll blanket cold weather outfit hot weather outfit and this is when things kind of get a little interesting uh he chose to pick up a spell book Thieves' tools, a steel mug, and a magnifying glass. And uh, he actually chose to go get the seal of the Heroes Guild uh, on his right forearm uh, at the tattoo parlor around the corner. So that thing is uh, still healing a little bit, but it looks pretty gnarly. Um, Lastly... We have Aaron, the uh, halfling, uh, finished up the shopping of picking up a rogue kit, a bedroll, a small tent, you know, halfling, rope, can never go wrong with rope, Um, halfling rations, so that's pretty wise, a fishnet, survival kit, caltrops, uh, blanket, a a very nice kukri and a sheath uh, leather armor 
cold weather outfit, um, a burglar's outfit, and the halfling actually chose and uh, for the symbol to have a challenge coin. So it looks just like a basic coin. Has the seal of the guild um, on it. But again, we'll use spellcraft um, to determine whether it appears as the uh, image that the user wishes or if it fails. So that's another interesting way of uh, determining what they want. Uh, You know, it's nice to kind of use a little bit of uh, creativity and imagination. Just got to fit it in with the rules and then you can break them. Ha. So they were wrapping up their, um, wrapping up their shopping. Um, Phineas wished them a, uh, a good evening. And, uh, they went over to the pub, the golden clover, um, on their way, they encountered, um, a beggar, if you will, and near the alleyway and asking for just a little bit of coin, uh, who seemed really excited that it was a uh, graduation day and, uh, shared some information that he actually remembered, um, his graduation day and was very, very happy to wish them on their way. And just as soon as the beggar arrived, strangely enough, the beggar disappeared. So there's that. Will we see the beggar again? I don't know. So on their way, uh, they went to the uh, Golden Clover, which is modeled after uh, kind of the Golden Ace here in Indianapolis. Um, Shout out to uh, my favorite Irish pub. Been around for a long time. Um... But there was a band playing there that night uh, called uh, The Heaviest Metal. It's a uh, new instrumental music that has um, interesting vocals that go along with the... Uh, I guess that wouldn't necessarily be instrumental, but, you know, I'm, I'm, it's 11.30. I'm a little tired. But uh, it, it's going to be a new form of metal music back in the medieval age era music. So there you go. Um, so they enter into, uh, the pub decide to go get drinks. And, uh, I wrapped up last session. Um, just as soon as they get settled in to uh, enjoy their drinks and uh, prepare for the music, they're going to meet their uh, mentor there as well to celebrate graduation. They hear a scream outside uh, the door. And uh, the door is a round uh, blue door, um, much like something you would see in the Shire. Um, and that's where I left the last session uh, before tonight's off as a cliffhanger. They seem to really enjoy that one. Um, so tonight picked up where we left off. I had them tell me where the uh, 
where we left off with. And I'm giving them extra um, experience points to go with that because I think it's nice to get back into the mood of uh, the game, right? So, long story short, the scream occurs outside of the uh, the pub, and the door is flung wide open, and a woman and man who look quite worse for the wear rush in, slam the door, and are quite adamant on making sure whatever is outside does not come in. They barricade the door with a nearby table. Um, And so, long story short, uh, you hear outside um, a possessed voice of a child that calls for trick-or-treats. Trick-or-treats, mummy, daddy. And, um, it's a little creepy. And so, they, uh, through conversation, it appears that the man has done something that he clearly regrets. Um, in this world, at least in this area, witches are actually alternative medicine providers and uh, they're to be found usually in the deep of the woods. Um, they just find that they can focus on healing projects and creating potions a little bit better away from the hustle and bustle of the city and, you know, larger towns. So apparently in this situation, uh, all we know is that there apparently was a, uh, a mistake and the husband reacted and killed the witch, blaming her for the issues. We don't know what happened exactly yet. Uh, the wife is clearly angry at the husband that he did this and brought this um, issue upon them. Come to find out the possessed child outside is their child asking for treats. Well, Jimbo, the bartender, throws uh, some dark chocolate that just arrived that day over and Poppy slides it underneath the door and the chocolate is well received by the child and apparently a spell is broken and um, they finally decide to open up the door the parents rush out grab the child and they're super happy to see that you know child is not uh, out to kill them anymore and uh, you can see a slight uh, fading color in the child's eyes it disappears after a while 
the spell's effects have dissipated. And um, I asked, it was at this point, uh, Gaius is still in the pub, a little bit wary. Um, it should be noted that his military instinct kicked in because when the child was making a ruckus, I uh, made it a point that the child would bang on the door and make a sound. I slammed my fist on the table to uh, bring infinite em- emphasis into the uh, the current state. Uh, he presented his sword and ready to uh, defend if indeed that door came busting down. Um, wasn't necessary. So he's still inside the pub. Poppy is outside, uh, just right on the edge. And they actually, I asked them to roll for perception. What they see down the street is uh, a dark figure on a horse. It cackles. And in a weird voice, tells the creature at its feet, the horse's feet, to advance and rides off. Um, The creature left is a large uh, death hound. Um, And, you know, I went into detail about the fact that it's larger than a uh, typical dog, much larger. Um, Upon researching the dog, it was going to be much larger and much more of a beast than I wanted to throw at them initially. But I still uh, made sure that it was about five foot, six foot long. And um, about three and a half feet tall. And it was still a fearsome beast. Um, had the blackest of eyes with a slight orange tint. Um in the depths also the there were uh, being that it was a death hound you could actually see the ribs from past wounds Um, bones were present the rib bones were actually present on the flanks Um, and there were insects and maggots and whatnot crawling in and out of the beast. It advanced. Pretty vicious looking, disgusting beast. And uh, your heroes did pretty well in uh, the first encounter. Um, I had the roll initiative. And um, Gaius was a little thrown off of the night. He already had encountered apparently possessed people in room and is starting to wonder if some of these experiences are paralleling what he experienced in Rome. So he was a little slow to come out. Uh, But the um, 
Poppy wasted no time in attacking the Hell Beast and uh, decided to use flame uh, from her fingertips, burning hands specifically. And uh, it worked, not greatly, but it did burn off half of its face. And uh, through various attacks, uh, Poppy drew her um, short bow and fired a shot into her flank, to the flank of the dog. Um, Gaius had tried to attack with the Gladius, failed, and the... um, on his next attack decided to go for more brute force picked up a rather large cobblestone this thing was massive picked it up like it was a pebble and crushed it uh, the head of the hell beast Um, didn't kill it but it took it down and um, Aaron being the sneaky uh Halfling Rogue decided to flank and developed or uh, delivered quite a nice attack with the Kukri into the flank, deep, spilling out bowels and uh, puncturing organs and whatnot. The near was, uh, the end was nigh for this beast. And then finally, Poppy delivered the, um, the final blow with yet another burning hand strike, causing the fire to uh, one, two, three, knock out the um, hellhound. And um, black, sticky blood was pouring out of it. Other insects popping in the fire. And uh, yeah. That was the end of the first encounter that I have run um, and that they encountered in the session. So uh, I'm going to wrap this up here because it's running a little bit longer than uh, the last episode. But I wanted to get everyone caught up. Um, I've been trying to match the weather a little bit with real-time weather. So I said that it was rainy a little bit, um, you know, making the cobblestones a little bit slippery and, um, yeah, they thought it was disgusting and enjoyed the battle. So now, uh, going into next session, we have a couple things to think about, right? We have the mysterious writer who, uh, invited the death hound to attack. Um, and we also have the couple who, uh, apparently have some things that need to be discussed because apparently there is a tie in to the child's behavior and, uh, the husband's actions. So we're nearing uh, Halloween the town is uh, decorating. We're close to Samhain. Things are starting to get weird in the town. 
Well, um, that's it. I tried to uh, have a good session tonight, and I think that I succeeded. Um, I winged a lot of the attacks and everything, but uh, I winged it in defense of creating a better, more epic story to which uh, Zoran actually uh, was talking about his actions uh, after the game. So this is the start. This is the start of it. Here we go. So uh, thank you for listening so very much. Um, And uh, I wish you all a safe night. And thank you for uh, stopping by in Galarian. And uh, may you enjoy your adventures. And may all your hits be crits. Bye-bye.